Too often we're caught up in the chase. We're chasing paper, chasing prestige, chasing power, chasing our own self-worth. And there can be no end to it. When do we take time to step back and start to think about whether we have everything we need? I mean, if we're always chasing a number, always chasing a dollar amount, always chasing a goal, then when do we ask ourselves, what are we really chasing after all? When do we let ourselves realize that the life we dreamed about is the life that we've already been living? That's from Damon John's book, Rising Grind, and this is The Sales Life. We're going to finish up this week's book dive. Damon John's book is what we've been working on, Rising Grind, and we take from chapter 7 today, and that that chapter is titled, Step Back. And it's an important chapter because, because, dude, we see all the posts, all the tweets, all the shares are all about the grind. And people, people that we see that are grinding, man, they seem not human, man. Seems like they never sleep. They're always grinding, right? So we try to copy that pattern. We try to copy what they're doing and we end up wearing ourselves out. It's not sustainable. While our energy level gets gets poured all out on the ground, man, your energy level is low. Your family's all pissed off because you're never around because you're quote unquote working on my grind. But damn, dude, your bank account's still hovering around zero. Well, you quit. Ah, grinds up. And we retreat back, man. We revert back to what we were doing before. Back to just punching in, punching out, paying bills, paying rent, eating some fast food. Well, maybe next year or maybe never. Yeah, you got grind in you, dude. And no, it's never too early or too late to grind. But grind, you got to think of grind as a throttling between speeds, man. Think of grinding, uh, think of your grind as as your car throttle, man. You don't floor it everywhere you go. Yeah, you probably haul ass from time to time. But sometimes, man, you, you, you go in with the traffic. Sometimes you're a little bit slower and cruising along. And sometimes you're just sitting there. And that's how you have to think of that. You have to think that at times, man, yes, you are full throttle. In, in your grind, you are full throttle where you've got a task or a goal that's, that's right there that you got to get after it, man. But then sometimes, sometimes you got to throttle back to a more sustainable speed. You're still moving forward, but you're just, you're not light speeding it ahead, man. You don't, you're not, you have pedal to the floor. But then there's also, man, there's, there, there's times that you're cruising along and it's as if life's in a, you're in a construction zone in life where sometimes it's it, it, to your left. You know, when you're in that construction zone, this, this big ass cement walls to your left, it's raining. Your cement wall is to your left and then you're sandwiched in between a cement wall and an 18 wheeler. Well, that's a, that's a shitty feeling too. So sometimes, man, what you got to do is you, you, and that's the same thing with your, with your focus, with your grind in life, man. Sometimes you're sandwiched in between these two things and you got to speed ahead. You got to break speed limits and you got to go at it again, but then, but then you slow back up to a more sustainable speed going with the traffic. That's the same thing for you, man. It's the same thing for you. But then there's also another speed that Damon John talks about that he writes about in chapter seven. That's no speed at all. It's where you got to step back, where you got to let off the gas and you got to idle. See, idling's a speed too, and it's very necessary in your life. Damon John writes, he says, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you do. There are times in your life and also in your career, man, where you have no choice but to go after it hard. But then you got to understand there's also times where you need to put a pin in what you're doing and you got to chill. 
So you got to think of grind like this. See, if, if you held a, take a knife blade, for instance. If you held a knife blade up to directly onto a grindstone, that grindstone is going to chew that blade up. But if you tilted that same blade slightly and put it on that same grindstone at an angle, that grindstone's actually going to sharpen that blade. See, it's as if we're the knife and, and life's the grindstone. And we often position ourselves head on as in life. When we do that, man, life just grinds us up. It grinds us down. But see, if we would learn to, if we would learn to flex at an angle, if we would flex ourselves onto that grindstone of life, leaning and angling ourselves with the circumstances and events, that grindstone, instead of it pulverizing and grinding us down, it's actually going to sharpen us up instead. So you got to let off the gas at times, man. The people that you so admire, yeah, they work hard. They bust their ass. Hell yeah, they grind. They put themselves in a position every single day to grind, every single day to uh, to to uh, to succeed, man. But what they're working on is is they're working to build that momentum. See, that's what. See, a lot of your grind, man. It's it's about building that momentum. If you've got no momentum built, then that's what you've got to go so hard, so fast to do. That's what these successful people do. They build the momentum up, and then they ride that wave. They ride the wave, and then they they ride that wave all the way, and then they find the next wave. They paddle back out to find the next wave. See, they don't rest on their accomplishments, man. They're they're never satisfied. It's not that they're not satisfied because they're greedy, man. It's it's they're not satisfied because they've realized that they haven't realized their full potential. See, there's so much more. See, when you start building that momentum, when you start catching different waves, you realize, oh shit, I can do more. I can accomplish more. And you paddle back out. But see, what you also have to understand that sometimes that you don't take notice in them, they also soak in the sun rays too. They get on the shores of life, man. They lay up for a minute too. They soak in the the warm rays of 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 their accomplishments, of their success, and you gotta appreciate that as well. See, rest is just as necessary as work is, man. Because the rest, man, you gotta recharge, you gotta refuel. So when you do push back off, dude, you're stronger and more effective, man. You can't do anything when you're weary. That's where you hear all the the shit where people, oh, I'm hanging in there, cause you're weary, man, cause you're beat the hell up. You need to recharge, you need to refuel. Sometimes you need to regroup. That's what athletes do, man. They don't go full throttle the entire game. No, there's brief periods where they rest. There's brief periods where they come out. There's also off seasons too. Where they, yes, they work on strategic techniques. There's things that they get stronger, but they also lay up a little bit also. That's what you were doing, man. That's what you got to do. And here's the thing, man. I was reading Damon John's book and somewhere along inside the book, man, there was a, he, he said something about the 80 20 principle. It got me to thinking. It got me to thinking because see, there's so much that I want to accomplish. But I found myself increasingly anxious, increasingly aggravated because there's so much that I want to get done, but there just seems to be no time. I mean, there's, there's books that I want to read. There's, there, there's, there's videos that I want to produce. There's podcasts that I want to do. <sighs> Shit, I got to go to work. But then there's, there's, then there's also the book that I want to write. And, and I've, I've, I've got plans, man, that I need to sit down and strategically work on. If if I'm gonna do big shit, man, I got to do all that. But then, but then there's no time. Well, maybe I'll do it this weekend. Maybe this weekend, this is what I'll do. But then, but then there's the other side of me that says, "Oh, I just want to chill, man. I've been working hard. I've been going at it hard, man. Just chill out a little bit. Maybe next week. 
and then I push it off the next week. But then, but then I get to thinking, I maybe I can burn some vacation time. Ugh. Sound familiar? See how we negotiate with ourselves, man. And so I pulled out the press release that Damon John's people, his publicist, sent me, and I wrote down the words eighty twenty. 80% grind, 20% left. So if you take a 24-hour day, and I need seven hours to sleep, whatever you're, you know, I need seven hours. I can't, I can't run on four, and I don't need eight or ten. Some people need more. Some people need less. You know what your optimal sleep time is. <clears throat> but seven hours is good for me. So if I take 24 hours, subtract the seven hours, that's 17 hours left. Now, if I multiply those 17 hours left times 80%, that means there's 13.6 hours left. Okay, well, how does that break down? So then I started writing all this down. Well, nine hours to work. So that leaves me with 4.6 hours left. And then if I if I block in the uh, an hour or so to eat and commute, okay, so that leaves me with 3.6 hours left. Well, I want to read, so an hour to read. So that leaves me with 2.6 hours left. Well, an hour to work out. So that leaves me with 1.6 hours left. So I have 1.6 hours, like basically an hour and a half, man, that I can um, I can work on my creativity. So if it's writing, if it's podcasts, if it's videos, whatever it is I want to do, I can do that sustainable every single day. But here's the thing, man. Now that looks like there's no time left. But remember, I only took 80% of that. 80% after I slept. So that means I've used 20.5 hours but dude, I have three and a half hours left to do whatever and whatever it is I want to do. And so when you calc it down, man, when I wrote this down on the paper, I realized I got plenty of time. I got plenty of time to get things done. 80%, 20%. And, and so you have time to get everything done. The problem is, is we just don't account for our time, right? That's when we say the time got away from me. Yeah, because you have no idea what the hell happened. You're not paying attention. And it's not that I'm in the middle of a conversation and be like, uh, your time is up. Goodbye. No, no, but it's, it's, it's charting down this time. So, so I actually went a step further. I did the 80, 20, and then I, I broke all that down. Like I just told you about, but then, then I went further. I went to Google docs and I created a spreadsheet for myself. Now I've heard people that say, you know, some real successful people that say they, they, um, they account for every, every time in their life. You know, they, they block every, they write everything down. And I tried that, man. I kept a little memo pad in my back pocket and wrote down, okay, 10 minutes. I just did this, but I found myself that I was so, I was, I, I would lose track of time and get overwhelmed and just forget. Or the other thing is, is, is I, it just, I, I just wasn't consistent with the shit. I would just sit there and write it down. And I was like, well, man, I'm not getting anything done. So what I had to do is I had to block my time out. So I just, I charted it. Where's the time going? What am I doing? What can I allocate? So here's what I did on that Google Doc. On the left-hand column going straight down the side of the page, I wrote down the days of the week. And on the across the top are the things that I need to get done every single day. So there, there's a little bit of, there's columns across the top. So sleep, read, creativity, health, and wellness. Wellness is a column by itself because wellness for me is like ten minutes of meditation where I sit there and 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 absolutely sit in quietness, just quiet time. And dude, I can't tell you how much, how many creative ideas, how many connections I needed to make, ideas that came out of thin air, things that I've been working on, like, man, there's something, I got to do this, but but all of a sudden God would just bri- uh, drop it in my mind. 
because I was quiet, because I was idle. So 10 minutes, 10 minutes to do that. Part of my wellness also is, is, is riffing off the seven values and riffing off my 2019 goals. The, it, it, it fits on a three by five card and I've done it so much that I know exactly what it is. And I talk in present tense on uh, as if somebody sat down and say, Hey Marsh, how, how did 2019 go? And I tell them all about, well, let me tell you how, how, how it goes. And then I tell you all about it. Big shit, man. And, and so that's, that's the wellness part of it. And across that column now, of course is work. And then the next column is family fun and relax. The next column is financial, one column for trends, another column for social media, and another column for strategic planning. Okay, so that's my columns. And make your columns do whatever you want them to be. That's my columns that are important for me. Now, here's where it gets a little more broken down. On the far right-hand side of that one page is a gray box in the top right-hand corner, and it's got my daily goals. So what is it I want to do daily? So uh, seven hours of sleep, what I talked about, 30 to 45 minutes to work out. Okay, I round it off to an hour. Uh, one hour to read, nine hours to work, 45 minutes to eat and commute. So I just round that off to an hour. And then one hour of quality time with the family itself. Just no social media, no thumbing through social media and we're sitting in the same room. No, where we're actually chilling, where we're actually, hell, we could be watching something, whatever. But at a minimum of one hour. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. Well, when when you break all that down in that right-hand column, you see there's four hours left and, and four hours left, man, after spending, after, after doing the, the things that I need to have to get done. Well, then there's four hours left, two hours, dude, I could work on, on creative projects. Another two hours, dude, I could do anything I want. I can add those two hours to the one hour family time. That's three. I could add all, uh, you know, uh, three of those hours. Uh, one hour for creativity, another three hours with the already one hour I'm spending time with family, then that's four hours. It's just a cumulative effect. See, what I'll do is at the end of the week, I'll tally all those columns up. Some days I only get six and a half hours sleep. Some days I get hour, uh, eight hours of sleep. But it, it's the cumulative at the end of the week. If I was to break down seven hours each day, that means at the end of the week, 49 hours. And tally all your columns up. Sometimes it'll only be 30 minutes of reading. Sometimes it can be an hour and a half. Sometimes it's only 10 minutes, whatever the case may be. So, and then also underneath that gray box, I have a, um, it's a, I think it's like rose color. I don't know how I just color coded something. And so these are things that I need to do weekly. I don't have to do them daily, but they need to be done during the week. So weekly is 30 minutes of finances, meaning that, you know, shit, bills and shit, I got to work on property taxes, whatever. Uh, so 30 minutes on the finances. So that may mean five minutes here. It may mean 10 minutes there. Sometimes it may mean 40 minutes. But that's my goal is to spend 30 minutes during the week along the way. Um, on finances, 30 minutes on trends, an hour on on uh, strategy, strategic planning, 35 minutes on wellness. So like I said, 10 minutes is normally what I take for meditation. Another seven minutes, it takes me to riff off my goals and my... And my um, and my values. And then an hour of social media. Um, and this is, uh, you're going to find a tremendous leak right there. Or you're always trying to look at what everybody else is doing instead of working on your own thing. Social media for me, yeah, it's popping in from time to time on what some other people are doing. But really what it is, is it's posting other things like my blog, um, 
uh, videos, uh, podcast, uh, whatever. It's it's kind of uh, strategically. I guess that's part of the strategic planning too, um, where I'm I'm doing some interacting on social media and stuff like that. And so it, here's the thing, man, with your list. It's got to be quick. It's got to be easy. It's got to be one page. You can't have multiple pages. It's got to be something that you can just look at and quickly write down. So as soon as I get up in the morning while my coffee's brewing, I write down what time I went to bed, what time I woke up, how much time that is, on to the next thing, doing my, my wellness part of it, which is my uh, meditation uh, for seven, ten minutes, dude. And meditation don't have to be chants or drums or any shit like that, man. It's just sitting in your quiet time. Uh, being thankful, having gratitude, and and you'll have some creative ideas that pop in there also. It's it, what it is. It's it's paying attention to where I'm investing my time. Now, here's the thing, man that I that I've learned along the way too. That I can work out. I I can have a two for one. I can work out and read at the same time. Sometimes it's 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 running on the treadmill and I can read my Kindle. Other times it's running on the road or even working out with the weights and I'm listening to podcasts or audiobooks. So I get a two for one. Well guess what? If I got an hour of workout time plus I read for an hour through my ears, then I just freed up another damn hour that I can do any damn thing I want to do. If it's more that I want to spend on writing a book, uh if it's more on writing a blog or podcast or something like that, whatever the case may be. So, you know, because it, it's it's it, it what it is is it's being conscious of what you're doing. And so I've had times, man, where I was so worried about my grind that I would be in a room full of people that I really liked hanging out with, man, people that I love, but I would be over there reading, trying, quote, quote unquote, trying to grind, man, because I was so worried about grinding, man, so worried about trying to get ahead and I wasn't spending quality time. I wasn't spending any refuel, recharge time either. So what happens is, is, is you find out that you're just, I, I found out that I was reading too much. Yeah, I, I was really reading too much. And it was what I, what I had posted uh, recently on one of the other podcasts where I was being productively lazy. There was other things that I, that I needed to work on as far as writing things that took more of a mental, uh, m- more of a mental resource from me, but I would just spend that time reading itself. I was spending way too much time reading and less time actually being productive with what I'm reading. So what I get in, so you get those, those two for ones with that also. So, because I'm telling you this, dude, if you start setting these, these goals and setting block time goals, you know, goals for your year are good, but also goals, what you need to get accomplished during the, during the week, because your goals at the end of the year have everything to do with what you're doing every single day. So if you set these goals and chart your times out and, and take account to that, man, you're going to find that how much, how, how, how completed you feel at the end of each day. You're not going to bed aggravated or frustrated or anything like that. You got shit done. Cause here's the thing, man, time's not renewable, but energy is. So you need time to, to lay up, man. You need time to, to let up a little bit. And, and then, you'll realize that you have time also, man, to to get plenty of the other things done too and also chill. You can be productive. You can. You just got to be strategic about it. Now, if you want a copy of uh, of my spreadsheet, man, I'll, I'll I'll show you what it looks like. Just just email me at thesaleslife1 at gmail.com, thesaleslife and the number one at gmail.com. And in the, in the uh, headline, you can just write spreadsheet. 
Um, and I'll send that spreadsheet over to you. That way you can look at it and then create your own. Go to Google Docs, dude. It's it's free. And um, and create your own. You can even do it from your phone. If you don't have a, a computer or they won't let you use it at work or some shit like that, hell, go to the public library and do one or just create it on your own. You can you can actually download the um, the Google Docs, I think, on your app store. Um, I like the bigger version. I like the hand, the paper version because I, I, I like to be able to hold it. Um, I, I don't, because I find that when I'm on my phone and try to do something like that, I get, <laughs> I divert to something else and I start looking at something else or start reading something else or the who, what, why, when, and where. So it kind of keeps me more focused with the paper copy itself, but email me, man. I'll, uh, I'll send that over to you also. The book, the book is rise and grind I, and it's chop full of all kind of, uh, stories from, it's not just Damon John's rise and grind. It's also, uh, very successful people also, uh, from Wendy Williams to, um, to Grant Cardone, um, to Catherine Zeta Jones, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, all kind of successful people from all across, all different walks of life. Um, and they're, they're threaded all in there also, but, uh, the book is rise and grind. It's by the, uh, FUBU founder, F-U-B-U, uh, founder. And also, uh, you probably saw him on Shark Tank, uh, Damon John. So I'll put the uh, the link in the show notes where you can get his book. You can get it on Amazon, but I'll just put the link there so that way you can just click and buy. I urge you to actually look into it, man. It's a it's a really good book. You can you can hook up with him on social media, um, and that's uh, the Shark Damon D A Y M O N. Uh, he's on IG and Twitter. Real quick, I want to tell you a little bit about what uh, we're going to be working on next week or which book we're going to be digging into. And it's the uh, from the Poker Princess is what they called her. Uh, it's Molly Bloom. And um, it's uh, called Molly's Game is the name of the book. Uh, so I'd urge you to get it ahead of time and uh, and, and start reading it. Uh, that way, when I, when I swerve into your lane, uh, that way you, we can kind of read along. Love to hear your thoughts. You share your thoughts of what you got out of it. Um, Molly's game. It's, it's not, it's not a book where, um, you know, it's not one of these, uh, seven secrets to success or anything like that kind of books, man. But, but actually poker is really necessary in our lives and the game and the strategy of poker is. So I found it, uh, found it really useful. So, um, we'll, uh, we'll kind of share some different insights. We'll book dive on that book. Uh, so it's by Molly Bloom. I think they're going to make it out to be a movie. Um, but it's called Molly's game. It's on, uh, Amazon and I urge you to go ahead and get it. And, uh, that way when we uh, start talking about it next week, you're like, I already know. So talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for catching the show. Subscribe so that you never miss another episode. Also share your feedback and show suggestions with me at the sales life one at gmail.com. That's the sales life, the number one at gmail.com and share the episode with others. And I'd really love you long time if you'd rate and leave a quick review of the show. This will help get the word out. Remember this, no matter what happens in life, life's all negotiable and the greatest sale that you'll ever make is to sell you on you because you're more than enough. I'll catch you back here next time on the sales life.